Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl. I'm Sarah. That's me. And a bi-demisexual girl. That's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, Taking Up Space. Sounds, Sounds fake, fake, but, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. We're back. That was my millennial pause. (laughs) Yeah. I told Sarah I wanted to start introducing more millennial pauses into the show. I'll leave that in, but everything else I'll take out. (laughs) That's fair. Um, Do you want to hear a funny story? No. Uh, Okay. I was reading through the transcript of, I think, episode 71 today. I was, mm-hmm. like, going through and making sure everything was right before I posted it. And it was an episode about passing us straight. And it was really funny because the whole time I was like, I mean, I don't know what I, – I, like, can't really speak to this because I am straight. <laughs> you so were so straight s- passing you even fooled yourself. I even fooled my- – oh, my God, I did. <laughs> so funny. Oh, silly, silly. Yeah. I don't think we have any house. Well, we do have housekeeping. More people received our book. <laughs> Excluding. <laughs> Excluding Kayla. Myself. I... My my boss received, I, are, I have already signed some books. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I actually don't, you know what's funny is I actually don't even want it anymore. I actually will be mad if they come. I don't want them. Interesting. They're yeah. 100% going to come when you're in Michigan. You won't even be there. Yeah, that'll probably happen. All right. Well, if you want our book, you can order it, and maybe you'll get it early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where did your boss order it from? Amazon. Boo. Yes. Wow. Okay, so it's coming early from all places. <laughs> Doesn't oh, yeah. matter where were you pre-order from. <laughs> yeah. Good. They're just receiving them, and they're saying, "Yeah, I'll send this out right now." Sure. Why not? Except Barnes and Noble. Um, Kayla, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about uh, taking up space as an A-spec person. A-spec. Yeah. Because I had therapy today. Huzzah for me. And uh, thank you. And (laughs) Sarah was tiny clapping for me. Snapping. It's called snapping. It looked like you were just doing this. Just a little. Yeah. And my therapist was talking to me about how I need to be more comfortable taking up space in general and like allowing myself to like do things to take care of me, even if they like seem silly or like it feels like it's going to burden other people around me and, and, and the like, obviously very good advice. But also it made me think about like the way a lot of A-spec people talk about themselves and their identities and really queer people in general. Um, and kind of what I've noticed about A-spec people not wanting to take up space. Uh, So I thought it would be a good thing to talk about. I agree, because it meant I didn't have to come up with a topic this week. And Uh, I I also think it's a good topic. Yeah. Uh, So where do you want to start? I guess I'll give an example of myself first. So I was trying to think of times that I, like, with my A-spec, because I obviously could talk about a lot of places in my life that I've not wanted to take up space. I think especially as a woman, as like a that's woman. something 
that we're like taught to do is to like physically make ourselves small to like not be imposing but also no man spreading no low no physical or metaphorical man spreading yeah but also like mentally just like you know not burden others but i was trying to think of a spec things um and something actually happened today that i don't know if i do this so much as like to not take up space or out of like fear of potential aphobia but anytime the podcast comes up especially like at work it depends on who i'm talking to but a lot of times when the podcast comes up people will ask like what it's about and I usually just default to saying it's about sexuality and relationships mm. rather than saying it's about asexuality and aromanticism. Interesting. I think part of that is just like you never know what people's reaction is going to be to that. Yeah. Um, and it was like in a work setting. Um, and like it's not something I talk about a lot anyway because like people are like my coworkers will always be like, oh, talk about your book and your podcast more. Like hype yourself up. And I'm like, mm. no, it's embarrassing. Talk about myself. I am a woman from the Midwest. Yeah, what I can't be. Bra- I can't be bragging. Um, but yeah, I don't know because, like, the person who was asking me today, I don't think would have been like, like I think they would have taken it fine. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I don't want to like make this even more of a conversation to like have to explain what it is or like make things more complicated. Like it's just easier. Mm-hmm. To just be like, oh, it's about sexuality and relationships, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I do, like, often. Interesting. I don't do that, but I think that is in large part because I don't want people to – because I don't do relationships and that yeah. sort of thing. And I know that if I say that, they will assume that I do. And That's fair. I don't want them to assume that. As yeah. much as it is annoying sometimes, what I usually say when people – ask me what my podcast is about as i say we talk about relationships and sexuality from the perspective of asexuality is what i say yeah which is a much better answer than mine you know it implies that i'm ace or a spec but yeah it's it also does distance me from it to a certain extent yeah that's true i'm very bad at bragging about myself and i don't like to bring up my podcast and the book and you know i think a lot of it really is trying to figure out the line between what's me not trying to take up space versus what's me not wanting to put myself in a situation that could be aphobic or that could just be uncomfortable. And I think that is like a difficult line to walk because I don't think, well, actually I know that we are not trying to say in this episode that you should just be like putting yourself out there on blast because it's not always safe. Like, mm-hmm. there, it is not always the right situation to be yeah. doing that. What I mean more is that, like, with people you feel safe with, like, I feel like we've had so many people write in about, you know, like, I've tried to explain my, like, asexuality or aromanticism to my friends, but they, like, aren't quite getting it. But I feel bad that I have to keep correcting them. Like, I feel like I'm being a burden to them or people feeling like they've, like a burden for asking people to use the right pronouns because they have to keep asking them and it feels like it's like mentally taxing for the other person. I think what it really is, is it's not so much taking up space in the world that we need to improve at. It's taking up space in queer communities and like standing up for ourselves as a part of queer communities. Because if 
we do that and if we become a more broadly accepted you know ubiquitous part of queer communities then the broader queer community will help us to take up space in the rest of the world yeah you know and it's it's a it's a partnership and like i don't want to put it on queer communities to like educate others but also like we're a we're a part of this too mm-hmm. and you know you don't have to be an expert but we're we're a part of this too and you need to you need to make space in in the parachute circle for us <laughs> not the parachute circle yeah <laughs> yeah and I feel like so much of it comes down to really small things too. Like it's not even these has to be these huge actions of like taking a grand stand of like I these people are in the in the community. I'm going to make like a big speech about it or anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like so much of it comes down to very small just daily interactions that someone may say something that's kind of like a metanormative or mm-hmm. just kind of like talk about things that make you uncomfortable and you might be tempted just to like let it slide because it's easier to do that. And obviously mm-hmm. it's if it's unsafe to correct someone, then don't do it. But if it is a safe environment, like you're with your friends or something and you just choose not to because you don't want to like seem annoying or something, mm-hmm. I feel like it's starting with those very small actions of taking up space, especially mm-hmm. within the queer community of just advocating for yourself and others in very small ways that kind of like starts the chain of like getting used to doing that you know yeah and that's ultimately what taking up space means because it's it's not you know putting on a big giant clown suit and making everyone look at you like that's not the point of it the point is to take up the space you deserve as a human being who is a spec you know the the point is to to not try and make yourself small in these spaces if you're even in them at all Especially if you are, uh, if you have been socialized as a woman, you have definitely, and it also differs culture to culture, but I think there's definitely something to learn from, like, all of the straight, white, cis men of the world who just, like, take up so much space, and for what? Mm -hmm. They take up that space because they can. And it's like, you don't want to abuse that power, right? But... It's for, like, spreading the uh, Aceback gospel, if you will. <laughs> like, that is a good cause. And yeah. so speaking up on it and advocating and not even becoming, like, a activist, but just, like, mentioning it every once in a while or, you know, correcting someone every once in a while is... Like, it can be a huge step forward in actually advocating for the community and taking up space, again, in our little parachute circle. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be, like, you don't even have to think of it for the purpose of activism, I feel like. No. Like, you can think of it as just something you're doing for yourself personally. Like, this is, you're just demanding the respect from people around you that hopefully you are giving to them. Yeah. Like, if someone calls you by the wrong name, correcting them is not activism. Yeah. And as someone who was called the wrong name by my professor for half a semester. (laughs) Love. Great. And I never corrected him. Perhaps I should have. 
but mm, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Someone someone eventually told him. But it was, it was just confusing. I think I mentioned this before. He would take attendance at the beginning of class and he would call me Sarah. And then yeah. for the rest of the class, he would call me Charlotte. I don't, I don't very, know. Very, <laughs> very confusing. Very confusing indeed. Um, so I don't want to pretend like I don't understand why people will choose to not take up space and choose to not advocate. Like, ag- again, I am a I am a woman it's uncomfortable. from the Midwest and that is just my personality and the way I yeah. am. And some people are more suited to it than others, but that doesn't mean that everyone can't do it in whatever big or small ways they can manage for themselves. Yeah, because it is hard. And like, I think it can be even harder doing it with people that are very close to you. Like having to correct a family member or a very close friend, you know, you don't want to start a confrontation or anything. And you probably know that the person hopefully means well, but might just be a little bit misguided. It is awkward and it's hard. I know, um, I think it's also just easy to gaslight yourself into thinking that things like that don't matter. Like what I was talking to my therapist about this week was not sexuality related at all. It was actually about, I got neuropsych tested last week and I forgot to tell the person doing my interview a couple things and it was really bothering me. So my therapist was like, you should just email them and be like, here's the things I forgot. And I was like, yeah, I know it's really bugging me, but it seems stupid to email them. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't want to waste their time or come off as super silly because I forgot to mention these little things that's bugging me. And she told me, it sounds like you're gaslighting yourself because you're clearly very upset about this and it's been bothering you all weekend. And it will impact the results of... Yeah. It could. I mean, it might not necessarily, but it, it yeah. could... Yeah, but she was like, this is clearly upsetting you. Like, we've spent our entire session talking about your testing. (laughs) And it would just take a minute of your time to email her. And I'm sure she does, like, has this all the time where people forget stuff. Like, you're getting ADHD tested. I'm sure people be forgetting (laughs) shit. Yeah. But I think it's so easy to gaslight yourself about those kind of things. It reminds me of when we talked about, like, micro aggressions forever Mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. That those little things can kind of build up but when you take them in isolation it's like yeah it's not a big deal if someone yeah I you can know just, i can let that roll off my back it's fine yeah like oh my friend didn't understand the asexuality this one time or they kind of made like a weird comment like oh it's just one thing they're my friends you know they didn't mean it whatever mm-hmm. but if you start telling yourself that over and over again it does build up and then you just get into the habit of not taking up that space and you just mm-hmm. kind of just like get smaller and smaller and it gets yeah harder after a while and i think you're right in that it is so important with like the people close to you because evangelizing to strangers is one could argue that's activism and i like i myself am reticent to take on the title activist even though i have this entire podcast (laughs) and so like i understand not wanting to be an activist like you want to just you know live your life but within your family or your friends and i think family is especially hard because i mean everyone knows you're stuck with your family for life and whether you continue to have a relationship with them or not you're you're stuck with them <laughs> um and so it can be really hard to to advocate for yourself to take up space but if they're not quite understanding something or they brush it off like they think it's not that important. Like, 
it is important for you to step in and be like, no, no, this this matters. And here is why this matters. And, you know, that can be a little thing on your part, but it also it feels really good when you do it and then they like they listen mm-hmm. <laughs> or or they try to listen. And then you're like, wow, I've done that. And then it empowers you to do it again. Yeah. And thinking about your example of your professor getting your name wrong, it only gets harder if you keep letting things slide. Yeah. <laughs> like if you had corrected him the second week, it would have been chill. But when halfway you get into halfway the semester. through the semester, you can't say anything. <laughs> and and at he that was point. like, Why didn't you correct me? And I was like, I mean, I knew who you were talking to. Yeah. yeah like I I know you were still counting me present in the class. Like I don't uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But like those are it would have been so easy, quote unquote, to just be like, Hey, you know, that's not my fucking name. But I didn't want to take up space, and then halfway into the semester, he was like, why the fuck did you not correct me? Yeah. And then it was a big thing. So if you want to avoid it being a big thing... Just do it early. Get in there early. Get in there. Get in there. You know, also, I think it's important to take up space, specifically in the queer community, because the queer community is... You know who takes up a lot of space in the queer community? white gay men yep cis white gay men i was just okay in what in episode 70 Mm -hmm. uh i was also reading that transcript and it was an episode we did on hot takes and i went on this whole thing about how cis white gay men need to like chill out pipe the fuck down (laughs) yeah i was like they forget where they came from they need to stop (laughs) it's true and like it's true i know myself a number of cis white gay men and they're lovely people but they are severely overrepresented in the community and advocating for yourself and taking up space as an aspect person as an autistic aspect person as a aspect person of color as a muslim aspect person like whatever identifiers you have you know taking up that space helps to make the community look more like it actually is yeah and you know again that also just empowers other people to be like oh yeah wait shit i'm also a muslim ace like you know (laughs) like yeah it's a it's 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 a it's a domino effect yeah i think that also brings up a good point about letting other people take up space as well yeah like there's obviously a a line there you can't give so much other give so much space to other people that you are forgetting about yourself, but you also can't be so focused on yourself and take up so much space that you're not listening to or seeing the people around you. And I think that's kind of where things get hard in like the queer community and even just within the ASPEC community of, you know, it kind of becomes the oppression Olympics and people are so focused on their own struggles and how hard they are that they forget to look at how hard other people have it and, you know, what intersections of their identities are coming together to make things, you know, more nuanced for them. So I don't know. I, I guess just a reminder that like, especially in the ACEVET community, giving space to, like you said, autistic ACEs, disabled ACEs, ACEVETs, I mean, ACEVETs of color, like all of that, like those people 
of marginalized identities are going to have an even harder time taking up space than Sarah or I, because as we said, like, oh, we're women, so it makes it harder to take up space. But if we were, you know, a black woman A-spec, that's going to make things even harder to yeah. like, feel I'm comfortable white. You know how fucking space. easy that makes so much shit? Yeah. So most most things. Most shit. Yeah. That also yeah. reminds me of, like, the the difference between, like, equality and equity, mm. where it's like, you know, one could argue, like, oh, well, if we want to allow black trans women to take up more space like we should all be able to take up more space and it's like no you might have to take up a little bit less space but at the end of the day we are all going to have an equitable distribution of space (laughs) and that's just gonna make it that much better for all of us and then we yeah, can have a little party in our in our space in, in our parachute. Space. That's true because there's only so much. I'm imagining it as like a big circle, and then there's mm. circles inside the circle. That's not what I'm imagining at all. Okay, uh, but then <laughs> if every circle starts to get bigger, then there's not enough room for all of the circles. So the big ones have to get a little smaller, and the small ones have to get a little bigger. I mean, I'm imagining know? it like that, but more like a room with squares on the floor. Okay, interesting. I'm imagining it like a clue board. Okay, and uh, the 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 gay white cis gays are mm-hmm. are they just have like a really big section like they're mm-hmm. they they have like an entire section of the club themselves. Do they have the VIP section? They, they got have the VIP section, and it's it's huge. And yeah. they have a bouncer for their own section for some reason. Like what? So annoying. And then. The A specs have like a little booth that they've carved out for themselves. Yeah. And like And you can't the, even get a drink. It takes forever to get a drink yeah, from this booth. Ugh. I know. And it's sticky. It's sticky. And you know, there are other there are other groups. We've got the the you know, the the black trans women. They're struggling out there too. They've got like a little high top table. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's it's not a it's not not comfortable. If if we take away a little bit of the VIP space and distribute it, we will mm-hmm. all have more fun because the cis white gays will have a more varied, diverse experience that is less fucking insular. Mm-hmm. And we will all have a better time. Your analogy is a lot better than mine. <laughs> Sorry. Is what I've learned. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. And also, if we're going to say segregated like that, you know what the white cis gays can't do? No. They can't take anything from, like, house or, like, oh, any... they love that. But, but that's not theirs, Kayla. No, I mean, listen, I know that. I don't know that they know that. But that's what I'm saying. If Listen, listen. I'm just saying, yes, in this theoretical club... They can't have Heartstopper anymore. They cannot. Because it's about white gay men. Well, one's bi. It's yeah. about white queer men. But it was written by an A-spec, so they can't have it anymore. Yeah. They can't Vogue. They can't Vogue. True. They can't Death Drop. Nope. They can't do any of that shit. Nope. And they'll look like fools because they will just be sidestepping. Not Awkwardly. <laughs> Oh, terrible. Some of them might even be clapping off beat. 
Because they're white. <laughs> Damning. Damning. All they can listen to is the playlist songs that make white people go crazy. Sweet Caroline. It's a good playlist, though, unfortunately, is the thing. It's because we're white. It does make me go crazy. <laughs> it's because we're white. Whoever made that knew what they were doing. Come on, Colleen, do I saw some tweets recently about, um, or it's something, something on the internet, of uh, like white people, like white artists that black people have decided to claim. Mm. And one of them is Haley Williams from Paramore. (laughs) Okay, nice. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's a good choice. (laughs) She's good. She's good. She's great. I saw a picture of uh, the people from Mythbusters. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like Carrie and Jamie and the other guy. This, this, and they this were like, the side group. No, no, no. It was the main two guys plus Carrie. Oh, pl- okay. And they were like, oh my God, I love Paramore. <laughs> Incredible. And it does look like Paramore. Anyway. Uh, astounding. Um, also, I think there should be like a quiet section of the club. Mm-hmm. Like a section where it's not so loud. Mm-hmm. There are like... Maybe little hammocks. So a play place? A sensory room. A sensory room. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And we can I think they should turn the McDonald's play places into sensory areas for me. They will get to greasy. To drink my McDonald's Coke in. They get, they get greasy pretty fast. You know, it's been a while since I was at a McDonald's that had a play place. Uh, I was in one recently and it honestly surprised me. I forgot that that was a thing. Have you seen those TikToks of that guy who is like me, a playground safety checker, and he has like this um this doll of a child and he like chucks it against stuff? And then no. I and then I saw someone react who like that's literally their actual job. <laughs> and they were like, eh, yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> See, I have beef with those people because one time they sent me to the principal's office and it scarred me for life. Oh no, that's it was like one of those people who like their job is to go from playground to playground and like check that they're oh, following the safety guidelines I as see. enforced by the country of Australia. That's a fun job. Yeah, and someone was like, Is that like a full time thing? Like is they that all it? you do? And they were like <laughs> Can I go? Yeah, I do that and then the related paperwork and that's my job. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Sounds kinda tedious. I would like to go to there. Anyway, uh, in conclusion, don't throw a child full force against a McDonald's play place. I think that's a pretty good conclusion. Um, And that's what we got from our podcast about taking up space. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds about right. (gasps) It's my timer. Hold on. Please entertain the children. I need to rotate them. Should I pause? Nope. Just entertain the kids. Okay. Uh... Sarah has gone to switch her laundry. She's doing laundry because she's going home this weekend um, because her sister is getting married. I, too, am going home this weekend because I am attending the wedding of Sarah's sister because Sarah's sister has been, no, Sarah has been given two plus ones. It has one minute left, and that means it could be hours. I was doing a really good job entertaining them. I'm so sorry. 
I even set <laughs> my alarm for longer because I knew that it always takes longer oh, than it says. Oh, no. What were you telling them? I'll find out later. Yeah, it's a, it's a surprise. I was talking okay. shit. Okay. Um, do we have anything else we want to add? I was trying to think of, like, tips for how to take up space. Good. Ma- imagine yourself manspreading. But, but mentally. But reasonably. Yeah. Like, don't be that real asshole. Like, you know, keep your knees, like, hip width apart. Yeah. Don't go for, like, the full, don't full butterfly spread. stretch, you know? Yeah. You can do that on your own time. Yeah. It is good to stretch your hips, though. You gotta. My hips are fucked. Mine are really tight. So tight, in fact, that instead of getting normal period cramps now, I just get cramps in my hip flexors. That is Because wild. they swell during my period, and it hurts so bad. That is so funky. So, yeah, do take some time. Do some child's poses. Strip your, stretch your hips. Put your leg over your other leg. I know what I'm talking about. You probably don't. Um, I don't. <laughs> this is a podcast. I can't show you. No. Um, okay, cool. Well, I hope that you take up a little bit of space. And it, it can just be like a one thing. It can be like, this week, I'm going to do one thing. Take mm-hmm. up just a little bit more space. Yeah. Unless, unless you habitually take up too much space. In which case, then pipe the pipe fuck down. down. Yeah, relax. But if you're an A-spec, at least in the A-spec sense of things, I'm guessing you yeah. maybe don't take up too much space. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, just balance yourself. Yeah. All right. Um, Kayla, what is our poll for this week? Why aren't you sitting? Because uh, my laundry is going to be done in like another minute. <sighs> you're making me nervous. <laughs> um, so it's just like standing, leaning over her desk. It's like you ever someone like comes into your house and they just like everyone's sitting on the couch, but they're just standing there. I'm in it's your like house. You're making me uncomfortable. I'm you in your house. So you will be. I'm in your house. You're not. What if you just, like, pushed down the wall behind you and it was cardboard and you <laughs> and were in my house? Your house? I would piss I'm myself. downstairs, bitch. <laughs> I would piss. Um, what did you ask? The poll? Poll. I don't know. Well, you think about that and I'm going to go check to see if my laundry's done. Uh, oh, no. Anyway, what I was saying before is that, before Sarah rudely interrupted me by coming back, is that Sarah was given two plus ones. To the wedding because usually she brings our old roommate Miranda to family functions because Miranda still lives back in Michigan and Miranda's very close to Sarah's family. Oh no, she's coming back, but no, she gets to announce. It's not done. What's the poll? Well, I was busy finishing my story that you interrupted earlier. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna leave again, so don't worry about it. Okay, it'll be gone longer. (laughs) But wait, I didn't think about the poll though because I was finishing my story. Um, okay, the poll is... For the record, guys, I know this is incredibly rude, but here's the thing. I am leaving tomorrow morning. They already know, don't worry. I am leaving in about 12 hours. Oh, you Oh, you told yeah. them? Okay, That's part fine. of the story. That was part of the story. Okay, fine. I'm leaving in 12 hours and my clothes are clean. <laughs> so I, okay, well, I didn't tell them 12 hours, so. Oh, well, I'll okay. be leaving in now about 12 hours. Okay, the poll is, what can you do... To take up more space as an ace pack. Stretch your hips. Mm-hmm. Good. Kayla, what's your beef in your juice this week? I'm busy writing. Oh, my God. 
Buster. My beef. I wrote down a beef. What the fuck is it? Where's my phone? My beef is that. Oh, I've been on the verge of sneezing all day, but I've only actually sneezed once. And it's very upsetting because it just keeps happening. And like, you know how like sometimes you try and force a sneeze, but like it's never, it's not as good. It's like a weird cough, you know? Only a sneeze can sneeze. So true. My juice is my sister's wedding is this weekend. I mean, I said that Mm -hmm. last week, but now it's this weekend, so. Still true. By the time you listen to this, they'll be married, most likely, unless you're a patron and you listen to it immediately after we post it. Yeah, true. Then they won't. Then they won't be married yet. And I'll get to see Kayla this weekend. Mm-hmm. Slay. Okay, what's your beef and juice? My beef is that my books still aren't here. And also, I had a headache. You know when sometimes you go to bed with a headache and you're like, this will definitely be gone when I wake up. And then you wake up and it's still oh, there. No. I had one of those this morning. So I had to, I like woke up. And I took some medicine, and I put my headache cap in the freezer, and then I got ready, and then I put my headache cap on, and I went back to bed for an hour. <laughs> Your headache cap? Yeah, they're like kind of like foamy, and they go around your whole head. And they're, you put them in the fridge or the freezer so they're cold, and you put them on your head when you have a headache. It makes it feel better. Do you look so silly? Yeah, I, it does look silly. Do you have a picture? No. I'll say, actually, I have it. <gasps> Oh my god. I'll give everyone a description. Okay. It looks like a baklava. No, a balaclava. <laughs> What's, which I which is, you, which is the right one? I, guys, I don't know. I can never. Is it a baklava? Is it a ski? Like a ski a balaclava. Mask? It's a balaclava. A baklava is a dessert. And then oh. you put it on and it covers your whole head and there's space on top for your little hair. Oh. It's really it just gets like. cold all around. It's like a reverse mask. It's like a, it's like a baklava, but not the dessert balaclava. Ski it's not mask. a baklava. <laughs> but it's like it's like that. But it it covers your eyes and it doesn't cover your yeah. nose and mouth. I'm sure you can just look it up. <laughs> just look up like. I expected it to be thicker. I you know how when it you, is thick. It's no, pr- it's like the it's thick. No, I see that, material. but you know um. Like, if you get a, um, like, electronics in the mail and they come in that, like, foam thing to keep them in the spot in the box. Oh, yeah. That's no. kind of what I was – or, like, you know, those, like, things that you wear. I'm it's I'm picturing a specific Run BTS episode. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to help well, you at all. No. Nope. Um, should I try my laundry now? If you want to. I haven't even done – my juice yet. Oh, do your juice and then I'll do my laundry. My juice. Oh, and then I can finish my story. My juice is Casey Musgraves. I don't know why no one told me about her. <laughs> like, I've, like, I know she's been around. And, like, I've heard of her, but no one told me, like, Kayla, you Kayla should wants to, to her. know why everyone didn't just immediately let her know. I just feel like someone should have been like, hey, you might like this. I think you're taking up a lot of space right now. Yeah, I am. And you know what? My therapist would be proud of me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's really good it's good music. I'm going to go check my laundry. If it's not done, um, I will walk into the sea. So this will be the last you hear from me. Um, Damn, that's tough. And uh, Kayla, you finish your story. BRB.
or okay. not if I die. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, it would be unfortunate if she died because then, I mean, they'd probably cancel the wedding. Anyway, I tried to say it really fast, but um, at the end, but so Miranda usually goes with Sarah to family functions, but I also wanted to go to the wedding because um, Miranda is usually Sarah's wedding date. Um, and so they let Sarah have two plus ones and I'm the second one. So I also get to go to the wedding. It's my first gay wedding. I've never been to a gay wedding. So I'm excited about that. Sarah's been to more gay weddings than straight weddings. So this is normal for her. I'll get to Sarah, see Sarah do like a maid of honor speech. That'll be fun. And she's watching, she's walking the dog down the aisle. So that's pretty good. I also get to see Sarah twice in one month. And usually I get to see her like once a year, probably. So pretty unprecedented stuff there. I really hope she doesn't walk into the sea because that would actually make a lot of things in my life difficult. So I'd rather she didn't do that. Now, I've never done a podcast by myself before. I don't quite understand how. I would ha- It would have to be really scripted, I think, for someone to do a podcast by themselves because it's like, who am I supposed to talk to, you know? Do people do, is that even a thing? Is one person, no, I listen to one person podcasts, but they have a script. So it's not like they're talking, like they're just reading a script, really. It's nonfiction. Thinking of Criminal by Phoebe, it's not Phoebe Bridgers, that's a different Phoebe. Phoebe whatever, she's great. But they talk about crime and, and stuff, but she just, it's not like she's talking like this, like she has a script. So it's not like she has to think of what to say, you know. And she also does interviews, I guess. There's a lot of interviewing. I guess you could do a one-person podcast if you were interviewing people. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. I Well, I finished my story really fast, and then I just... Well, when I first got was there... doing some musing. When I first got there, it wasn't done yet. So I stared at oh. it angrily, and that did the yeah. trick. That's good. I can't wait for you to listen to all of this. My beef is that washing machines are liars. <laughs> they are. They're never right. Like, why can't you at least they remotely collect correctly guesstimate? They should know. My washing machine, I just have a lot of beef with. Um, yeah. Okay, you can tell us about your beef, your washing machine. Or if you don't have a washing machine, I mean, you could tell us about your local laundromat. You can tell us about your thoughts on the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. um, which is about a laundromat, kind of. Oh. Have you seen it? Okay. I haven't. I really need to. It's very good. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> sounds fake pod. All the places. Uh, we have a Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash sounds fake pod, if you'd like to support us there. Our $5 patrons who we are promoting this week are Corinne, Daniel Walker, Doug Rice, Edward Hayes, Holgate, and Elizabeth Wheeler. Our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are Nathan Lish, who I asked, did he, did they answer? Finding out, uh, finding out live in a concert. This isn't my job. I know. Um, Nope, Nathan hasn't answered, but Melody Dia messaged us. Hold on. It turns out there was a musical porn movie made back in 1976 called Alice in Wonderland, an X-rated musical comedy. And it had a fully original soundtrack released on cassette that you can listen to on YouTube. Wow. Thank you, Melody Dia. Thank you, Melody. (laughs) Um, Oh, I also had some people 
message about like taking art classes with nude models mm. and their experience with that. And that's been very interesting to read. Interesting. Um, anyway, Nathan Lish, what do you want? A potato who would like to promote <laughs> potatoes, Purple Haze, who would like to promote their friend's podcast, The Host Club, Rosie Costello, who would like to promote the TSA making size exceptions for Rosie. Um, because if they made a size exception for Rosie, she could come to our book launch in New York. Uh, but as it is, she cannot. And Barefoot Backpack, Backpacker, back, who would like to promote their podcast, Travel Tales from Beyond the Brochure. Our other $10 patrons are Arknus, Allison, Ari K, Benjamin Ibarra, Cass, Cinnamon Toast Punch, David J, David Nurse, Derek and Carissa, Albitter, JB, Maya Genie, Maggie Capobo, Martin Giselle, Maddie, Song of Storm, The Steve, and Zirkle Tail. Our $15 patrons are Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast, Click for Caroline, who would like to promote Ace of Hearts, Dia Chappelle, who would like to promote twitch.tv slash Melody Dia, and also their wonderful knowledge about porn musicals. Good. Which they got from Googling. I don't then yeah i'm from my understanding they did not already have that knowledge <laughs> uh, impressive though yeah truly uh hector mario who would like to support nope promote friends that are supportive constructive and help you grow as a better person john young who would like to promote <sighs> i'm hungry kezia root who would like to promote people who come into your life just for a small time but right when you need them nathaniel white who would like to promote nathaniel j white designs.com kayla zantanina who would like to promote kate maggartart.com sarah jones who would like to promote eternal lolly everywhere because that's where Sarah is. Our twenty dollars patrons are Sabrina Hawk, who would like to promote Cormor and Dragonfly, who would like to promote um not getting I'm not even gonna say that because I, I'm gonna knock on wood for thinking that. Um Yeah, I wish you would. Um Dragonfly, who would like to promote me fucking eating food. Thanks for listening. Uh tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows. Slay. Why won't it stop? Where's my mouse? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>